0: Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Look. Oh, that gets me excited. And, of course, the hottest takes.
1: My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you'll like football. Well, say right- I'm
0: a pretty big football fan, and I despise <laughs> the <thrillers>. Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for FPT Overtime. What is going on, soccer fans and SPT Overtime fans? We are back with another soccer podcast here on Sports Power Talk Overtime. I'm your host, Logan Conger, and joining me once again is the biggest Zips fan that there is, was, and ever will be, Mr. Patrick Weber. What's going on, Logan? Not much, Pat. I'm just here and excited to talk about Qatar 2022 it is World Cup time once again it has been four long years since we've seen it and here we are nearing the start of the 2022 World Cup Pat how are you feeling I am ecstatic about this like you said it's been a long four years I remember watching the one
1: four years ago I was rooting for Brazil and that one I do have a lot of Brazilian friends that I consider my family down there so naturally you know I fall back on Brazil to root for and being with them being able to watch the World Cup with them and feel the you know same energy that they
0: feel on an everyday basis watching this team was incredible. And I can't wait to feel that again. It's gonna be fantastic. It's going to be a great World Cup. Talk a little bit about what we're going to get into today. We'll start off talking about all of the teams that have qualified for this amazing event. Talk about surprise qualifiers, maybe some misses. Tell you a little bit about some key players to watch if you are a casual soccer fan. Golden ball favorites. Pick our winners, and then we will also get into the United States Men's National Team, talk about the roster and their chances to win the whole thing. And then, of course, at the end, we will pick our winner of the cup. But like I said, let's start off by talking about the groups that we have. Starting off with Group A, we have Qatar, the host country, the Netherlands, Senegal, and Ecuador. Group B is England, the United States of America, Iran, And then the winner of Wales, Scotland, and Ukraine. Group C is Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. Group D, France, Denmark, Tunisia, and Peru, Australia, and UAE. Group E is Spain, Germany, Japan, and of course the winner of Costa Rica and New Zealand. Group F is Belgium, Croatia, Morocco, and Canada. Group G is Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and Cameroon. And Group H is Portugal, Uruguay. South Korea and Ghana. Pat, which group do you think has the strongest teams a part of it? Taking a look at all the groups, I have
1: to go with Group B in this one because you have the number one powerhouse or one of the number one powerhouses in the World Cup. You have England, not to mention you have the USA as well. And I think we actually have a very, very solid roster this year. And I don't see why we couldn't make a very deep World Cup run
0: okay i would also agree that group b is very strong my second pick would probably be group e with spain and germany in it germany always seems to have a good roster as well and like i said we will get into some rosters here towards the middle of our show But now, Pat, let's go through each group and pick who we think is coming away with the win. Starting with Group A, who is your choice to come out of that one?
1: I'm going to give it to the Netherlands on this one. I think in Group A, that is one of the weaker groups. Um, And I think the Netherlands have a cakewalk
0: through Group A. I would also agree I'm going to take Netherlands coming out of Group A for the same reasons that you stated. Moving over to Group B, which once again is England, the United States of America, Iran, and then Wales, Scotland, and Ukraine. Who is your pick to come out of Group B? Even though I said I think the United States has a chance to make it deep, I think
1: who's going to come out of Group B will be England. I mean, they are, like I said, one of the key
0: powerhouses in the World Cup. So I don't see a reason why they shouldn't walk away with that. I would also agree. England is a world powerhouse in the soccer world. As much as I want to pick the United States of America, and I do think that this squad is a little bit better this year, Greg Berhalter has talked a lot about how his team is prepared for the World Cup this time around, but we will see, like I said, we will also get into a lot more USMNT talk towards the end of the show. Moving over to Group C, once again, Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. Pat, who's your pick? I think this is another one that is a almost gimme, you gotta go with Argentina on this one. Absolutely. I would take Argentina as well, but I would expect Mexico to make a strong push. Mexico has given the U.S. trouble throughout the years, and they always have a great soccer team. So we'll see how that plays out. But Argentina would also be my pick here from Group C. Group D, France, Denmark, Tensia, and Peru, Australia, and the UAE. Lots of great teams here again. Pat, who do you think is coming away with the Group D win? again you have one powerhouse amongst three not so great teams you got to go with france on this one there is no doubt in my mind that france comes away with the win here i think france is absolutely the best team in the world cup this year with mbappe at the head of course moving over to group e spain germany japan and then costa rica and new zealand kind of a tricky one here pat what are you thinking So you have two of the main powerhouses in this one with Spain and
1: Germany, but I'm liking Germany a little bit more this year. I think they have a better roster. Give me Germany.
0: I would also go with Germany. Germany, again, always a strong team in the World Cup, great country for soccer, and Group E, as I stated before, would probably be my biggest toss-up division, but I'm going to go with Germany for the win there as well. Switching over to Group F, we have Belgium, Croatia, Morocco, and our friends up north canada pat what are you thinking
1: you know i think i'm gonna surprise a lot of people with this one i'm gonna take canada in this one i want to give it to belgium but i think canada actually has the better chance this season
0: canada has looked great
1: in their preseason they have that's why i gotta take them over belgium because belgium you know normally when you think belgium you think soccer but
0: i think canada's got a better chance i just think canada's on a good streak right now Canada has played very well against all of their qualifying opponents, and I think they're going to come in very prepared for this World Cup. Canada is a team that I expect to make a lot of noise. Not necessarily get far, but I do think that they could alter the path of some of the teams who are expected to get far once we get out of the group stages. Back over to Group G, another very strong group here. Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and Cameroon. Pat, I got... I got a pretty good idea who you're picking.
1: You already know who I'm going to pick. Shout out to my Brazilian friends. You know I'm taking
0: Brazil in this one. I'm also taking Brazil. Lots of agreeances here, Pat, because I will never pick against Neymar. I I won't either. Neymar is one of my favorite players. I know that's such an unpopular opinion because he does have some very serious attitude problems over (laughs) the years. But I just think the guy is such an electrifying player. And fun to watch, and really helpful to his team, even though he is up there in age, probably playing in his last World Cup here. Group H: Portugal, Uruguay, South Korea, and Ghana. Tough one here, Pat. Not really, but well, who do you we think? already know we're taking Portugal on this one. And why is that, Pat? Ronaldo. Ronaldo it is Ronaldo is definitely the pick here. So now as we move out of the group stages a little bit, let's talk about some of the countries that did not qualify for the 2022 World Cup. There's actually quite a few big ones, but the biggest one that we're probably both thinking of is Italy. The European champion will not play in the 2022 World Cup after they were beat by North Macedonia in its playoff in Palermo. Italy has now failed to qualify for a second consecutive World Cup. This is extremely surprising, Pat. What do you think? I'm shocked as
1: well because when you think soccer, one of the first countries that pops into your head is Italy. And the fact that we're getting, like you said, a second consecutive World Cup without Italy blows my mind, especially they lost to North Macedonia in their qualifying game. That re-
0: alone it blows It really my is mind. crazy. I have grown up knowing that Italy would always be in the World Cup and have it be the past two years without them is strange. It's very strange. It, it's odd. It's it's outright like just outlandish in my opinion i i see no reason why they haven't made it i don't understand what's going on over there how do you how do you have the serie a which is one of the best soccer leagues that there is i'm not saying everybody that plays in serie a is italian what i'm saying is italy is known for such a major soccer league how is your country not qualifying for the world cup in consecutive years It both run that
1: i mean i understand that uh you know like qatar They have to be in it because they're the host country. But you look at some of the teams that have made it, and I think to myself, there's no way that Italy is still, they're not going to be in this World Cup. Because you look at all these teams, like, for example, Senegal, Saudi Arabia, um, Tunisia. There's so many countries that it's like, how did they make it? And yet one of the powerhouses in the world for soccer will not be here.
0: It's crazy. It blows my mind. I am definitely most surprised by Italy. There's a few other countries that do surprise me as well. Pat, I'll go to you first. Who else would you say is a major surprise to not be in the World Cup?
1: I think the second most surprising team that everybody thinks about is Sweden. Sweden Mm, raises some of the most outstanding soccer players that we watch. You look at a lot of these names, and you question
0: how. How do you not make it? It's crazy. I, I think of... I think back to when the U.S. was one of these teams that was not qualifying for the World Cup. I always remember it saying, how as a country are we not producing enough soccer players for our country, which is one of the most well-known countries in the world, to qualify for the World Cup? And I'm sure that's the thought over in countries like Italy and Sweden as well. Another one that I think is big that didn't qualify is Scotland. Scotland lost to Ukraine 1-3 in the World Cup qualifying. To get eliminated in Qatar 2022, failing to make the tournament for the first time since 1998. That's insane. How? I mean, again, you think about. It. I mean,
1: yeah, you, when you think soccer, you might not think Scotland, but we know that Scotland—they're always a very, very sound country to look out for in the World Cup—and they're not here either this year.
0: I don't understand what's going on with some of these bigger countries that I don't are either. not making it. Colombia is another
1: big, big name that we will not see take to the field this year they also missed the qualifier or they got eliminated that alone again it's just how it's and not of... to mention it it's the second time that they've missed it i believe for colombia
0: yes it is colombia
1: and chile who also missed it for a second consecutive cup two of the biggest Southern, like two of the biggest south american powerhouses aren't going to be in the world cup this year
0: wow it's crazy it really is going back through the groups a little bit who are some qualifiers that you would say you're surprised did qualify?
1: Um, off the bat, I think Saudi Arabia, for me, is a big like wow because I know that they do raise uh, in Saudi Arabia. They do have some very very outstanding soccer players. However, they aren't they weren't one of the teams I would have picked to make it into um, the World Cup as it is. Um, another one that I am very very surprised about is Croatia. Um, again. They do raise some phenomenal soccer players, but you never think to see them making a run like this. And honestly, I think the most surprising team uh, out there that we are going to watch, uh, in my opinion, is um, uh, South Korea. I know South Korea a few years back, if you remember, they did beat uh, Germany. However, I did not think that they would be back in this position that they are for this World Cup. Um, I'm very surprised, but... To say the least, I'm pretty excited to watch them take the field. I mean, like I said, everybody remembers that game-winning goal against Germany. The, yes. Which was easily the upset of that World Cup. Absolutely. was Germany falling. The One of the powerhouses in Europe going down to South Korea. But like I said, I'm excited to watch South Korea
0: play. I think that they could make a decent run this season. So we'll have to just wait and see. I would also agree. Some great surprise teams there and some unbelievable misses for qatar 2022 moving ahead a little bit outside of the teams let's talk a little bit about some of the players to watch this year obviously the golden ball is the world cup mvp for the whole tournament we will get into that after we talk a little bit about some key players in this tournament pat i will start with you who are some players to watch in this world cup for the people that may not be soccer fans
1: off the bat in group d where all eyes will be turned for majority of this world cup you have to look out for Killian Mbappe. Absolutely. He is my pick because I do think, even though I have said I think the U.S. has a very, very good chance of winning this whole thing, um, France is still my pick to win it all. So I think that Mbappe will be the gold ball favorite for me at least. Um, easily one of the best soccer players in the world. You have to keep an eye out for him. Um, looking at the rest of these teams, um, when you go down to Brazil, another big name you're going to see out there is Neymar. We didn't see Neymar uh, too much going in and out of the international Brazil uh, teams the past few years, but he is on the roster, and he is another big, big name. That Even if you don't watch soccer, you know who Neymar is, Right. and I expect to see him out there. Um, obviously, with Portugal, as we discussed earlier, we know who to look out for in Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo. Up for debate as one of the greatest soccer players of all time. Who would your pick for greatest of all time? Be? Messi. I I have to give it to Messi. I would agree. I don't think Ronaldo has proven himself enough yet. Um and speaking of Messi, Argentina, look out for Messi. I still remember one of the greatest sports announcement one of the greatest announcements of all time was Messi being Messi, taking the ball the entire length of the field by himself in the World Cup to score a goal. All I remember is the announcer just screaming, Messi, 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 go! <laughs> messi! He, that's why Messi's the GOAT. He is just him.
0: I There's agree. no other way around it. Um, and for those of you who listened to Cristiano Ronaldo's recent interview, which has him under some hot water with his club... He did talk about Messi and he talked about how Messi is probably the greatest player of all time and that's coming out of the other guy in the discussion's mouth. Not to so mention that tells you anything. I don't
1: know if you heard the rumors either but apparently in that same interview Ronaldo did confirm that if
0: Portugal was to win the World Cup he will be retiring. I did see that. What are your thoughts on that Pat? Do you think that that's the right move for him or do you think he still has enough time left in his career to make some noise?
1: I do think he still has uh, enough left in the tank for quite a few more seasons. However, Um, As you kind of said, the past few months for Ronaldo, uh, his name has been on the hot seat quite frequently, not only, um, you know, for the national team of Portugal, but also for his home club right now of Manchester United. Um, As we know, he has been uh, quite vocal about not wanting to play at Manchester United anymore. And that has since led to Manchester United actually removing his picture um, from the mural, Outside of their stadium. He's no longer up there. Um, his contract now is in question with Manchester United as they want to terminate it.
0: You know, I hope they just let him go, to be honest with you. I hope they do too. He doesn't Liverpool. I don't know about that. This is okay, this is for a different time. But uh
1: (laughs) I do um I understand the move by the club. Don't get me wrong, I understand that when your player acts out in a fashion such as this, that sometimes that's the best course of action. Um, However, when it is a player of Cristiano Ronaldo's caliber acting out like this, I don't see a reason why you are so quick to try to terminate his contract. He still is your club. He is your team. He is the reason that you are well-known. He is the reason that you have won. He is the reason that you were very well-respected for the past few years. Again, I don't think that that is a proper move by Manchester United Um, However, I do wish Ronaldo, even though he is not one of my favorite players, I do wish him the best of luck playing in Portugal. Um, I would not be opposed to seeing Portugal win the World Cup this year and seeing Ronaldo end his career on the highest of highs.
0: Absolutely. My pick in this World Cup, for those of you who do watch soccer, you hear all about the Neymars, the Messis, the Ronaldo's, the Mbappe's. So I'm going to go a little bit off of that for my player to watch. I'm going to go Harry Kane from England. He's the captain... And he has averaged at least one goal per game in every World Cup game that he's played in. He plays for Tottenham in the Premier League, which is disgusting. But That is very gross. No worries. I'll still <laughs> talk about him, I guess. He's a solo striker. He's a fantastic player for England. And I think he could definitely make a lot of noise in this World Cup. Pat, do you have any thoughts on Harry Kane? I completely agree. He's actually my pick as a player to watch for England. Um, Even though
1: I don't like Harry Kane, I do not like Tottenham either, uh, being the Arsenal fan that I am. You see...
0: If if we're in the World Cup, I don't know what your opinion is on this, but do you set aside what you think about them as like a Premier League player and watch them as a country player? Or do you still, no matter what, say, since you're an Arsenal fan, say you were to look at Harry Kane, are you still like, ew, I don't like that guy because he plays for Tottenham? Or are you like, wow, this is a really good player for England and fun to watch. But then the second they switch back, you go back to not liking him. How do you I, feel about it? I do put it aside, except on Harry Kane's thing, I just don't like him
1: in general. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. Um, but I do think that in terms of players to watch, he is definitely one of the players to watch because as much as I don't like him as a player and as a person, he is a phenomenal soccer player. He is explosive. He is fun to watch. He has terrorized Arsenal for so many years, and I think that he is going to be one of the key pieces in helping England along also on England shout out because I know everybody knows this guy Harry Maguire. right quick shout out to Harry Maguire, um but also when you also look at England I'm a big fan of Trent Alexander-Arnold I'm a huge fan I think he's going to be he's very very young very very talented I think he's going to be one of the key pieces in England uh in England's roster if they want to make a deep run
0: absolutely my other pick I would pick Gareth Bale from Wales It's another one that a lot of people probably wouldn't know about, so I'll talk a little bit about him. Wales is returning to the World Cup for the first time in 64 years, and it's basically because of this guy. This guy has so much talent. He's such a superstar in the Premier League and La Liga, and he could definitely make a lot of noise in this World Cup. And I like to look at players and get a little bit of recognition for guys that are on smaller countries and people you might not see every day. And it's fun to see teams like Wales come back and maybe make some noise and beat some teams that are generally pretty good. So Gareth Bale would be my other pick for a player to watch. And then obviously, like I said, you've got guys like Lionel Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, Cristiano Ronaldo. You guys all know you who have they all are. The,
1: you have all the very, very big names. But right, one you don't more need name. Pat Weber's analysis yeah. on those guys. <laughs> I do have one more name I would like to throw in there for players to watch. A man from Germany. A man that you and I know very well because he has terrorized both of our clubs for a great many seasons on Chelsea. But I'm going to give it to Kai Havertz.
0: I think he is a phenomenal soccer
1: player, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the team. Nate Maxwell, if you're
0: listening, nobody likes Chelsea. (laughs) That is very true. I don't know a single Chelsea fan. Well, Um, I do, and his name is Nate Maxwell, and he's a clown for it. That's just an L. Pick a
1: better club to be a fan of. (laughs) Uh, There's so many clubs, and you pick
0: the worst one.
1: Nice. He's Uh, got a Chelsea
0: keychain on his bag. We both work at Walsh Jesuit. He's got a little Chelsea keychain on his bag. He showed up to our picnic wearing a Chelsea jersey. Couldn't believe it. Lost respect immediately.
1: If you're not wearing red, you're not wearing the right color. At least you and
0: I can agree on that. Yes. If you're not wearing red, I mean, I can't believe you're an Arsenal fan. I'll never get over it. And... You know, Pat, one thing that I get to experience that you don't is I never will walk alone. Uh, you old, stop it. you got to walk alone, man. I'll, I'll never walk alone as a Liverpool fan. Stop. Just <laughs> uh, my, When 21 Savage shouts you
1: out in a song, then we can, we can ban her about All it. Right. But, uh, you know, Pat. I'm just saying. We're
0: on the wrong podcast I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's get back to a little bit of World Cup stuff. Instead of Pat's garbage, Arsenal takes... <laughs> get into a little bit of our country the United States national team. Let's go through the roster for the squad and talk a little bit about some surprises that maybe made the roster or guys that didn't make the roster. So I will go through the roster here now. Starting off with the goalkeepers we have Ethan Horvath, Sean Johnson and Matt Turner. Pat, are there any surprises here and there is a key surprise in my opinion, and it's not one of those names. But I'll let you go first. There, there is a
1: surprise. Who I'm surprised even made it is Matt Turner. Even though I know he plays for Arsenal, I am a huge Arsenal supporter. As yes, Snow, we know, and nobody cares. I'm not a, okay. First of all, we're not going to get into this right now because all I have to say is who's top of the prem. Whatever. <laughs> who is number one? Whatever. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, no, I'm surprised Matt Turner made it. Um, especially since. I had high hopes for Matt Turner coming into the season. I knew he was going to be backing up Ramsdale, which is a very tough task when you have a keeper such as Ramsdale manning the net. But after a very, very disappointing loss uh, in one of our cup runs due to Matt Turner being Matt Turner, I'm surprised he made it because, like I said, we had an embarrassing loss very, very recently. I was not a fan. Matt Turner was the goalie for that game. I understand that we want to try to keep – ramsdale as healthy as possible moving forward but there's absolutely no reason in my mind in any way shape or form that we lose 3-1 to brighton at all there's just not one but we did because matt turner so I, like i said i'm that's my surprise that he made it because he's not that great of a keeper
0: my surprise in the keeper department is a guy that didn't make it and that's zach stefan and i understand that he's been injured But how do you leave a guy like Zach Steffen off your World Cup roster? And put a guy like Matt Turner on your roster. (laughs) Even if you're going to not play Zach Steffen, which I, I get not wanting to waste the roster spot, but is it really a wasted roster spot for a guy like him on the chance he could maybe play? Or sometimes you just want that leader on the bench. Even if he cannot come into the game, Zach Steffen is clearly the best goalkeeper in the United States. So I have Easily. no clue what Burr was thinking not putting him on the roster. A lot of people might differ from that opinion, but I think as somebody who has been around soccer teams my whole life, even if somebody is injured, they can have such an impact off the bench and in the locker room. What do you think about Zach Steffen?
1: Like you said, shocked he didn't get the spot. Because, you know, I'm going to kind of echo what you said. Even though he might not be able to play, his experience and his leadership off the bench alone should be enough to get this team all the way, in my mind. And like I said,
0: I'm shocked that Matt Turner got the spot over him, truthfully. Even if Zach Steffen can't play, I guarantee you he contributes more in that locker room than Matt Turner. 100%. I'm not a Matt Turner fan. And I have never spoken poorly about anybody on Arsenal's
1: team. I will speak poorly on Matt Turner because I just know. Just flat out know.
0: You know, it's... uh, not a fan. I just Zach Steffen is one of my favorite players, so it kind of hurts that he didn't get that spot. But moving forward, we'll go into our defenders. We have Cameron Carter-Vickers, sergino Dest, Aaron Long, Shaq Moore, Tim Ream, Anthony Robinson, Joe Scally, DeAndre Yedlin, and Walker Zimmerman. Obviously, for us Akron Zips fans, DeAndre Yedlin. Is a big one. We love DeAndre let's Yedlin go. here at the University of Akron. He's an alumnus of our fantastic soccer program, which just joined the Big East, which is a big step up for our men's soccer program. Pat, let's talk a little bit about DeAndre Yedlin or some other defenders that the U.S. has picked for the squad. Again, echoing you said. DeAndre Yedlin.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm so happy that he's on this roster. He's deserved it. He's played out of his mind. One of the greatest defenders in the United States finally getting a chance to show his face in the World Cup this year. I'm super excited. You know, Like you said, graduated from our very own University of Akron. He is a zip. He always will be a zip, and I cannot wait to watch him put on for the United States. Um, looking at it, too, I am also a huge fan of Anthony Robinson and Tim Rehm, both from Fulham. We got the Fulham duo. I'm a big fan of that. I think they've played quite well this season, despite Fulham not being exactly the greatest club. Um, but in terms of the de- defense, I think – like I said, Anthony Robinson and Tim Rehm, they have played phenomenal soccer this year. So I'm very glad
0: they made this roster. Absolutely. I also would agree, DeAndre Yedlin is the biggest one for me. I loved watching him play when he was here at the University of Akron. And I like him on Inter-Miami as well. I, For those of you who listen to Sports Power Talk, I am a big Miami Heat fan. I'm, I'm just a fan of the city of Miami. So when I'm not watching the Columbus crew, I will tune in and watch the Inter-Miami team. Due to DeAndre Yedlin. Plus, their colors are kind of cool. I can't even lie. Hey, they'll have Messi soon, too. Don't I guess. Forget. David Beck, am the owner. And if Messi comes to play in that team, I'm it's telling you right now. It's almost a Sherlock. I'm telling you right now, the MLS will become one of the more popular leagues. 100%. And not only is
1: Messi almost a Sherlock,
0: but Neymar wants to come play in the United States as well. He's shown a lot of interest in coming to play here. A lot of guys tend to end their careers in the MLS, but I think this would be the most notable move of all time. I think it takes over the David Beckham move to the Galaxy. Easily. In my opinion, easily. It takes over the Slayton move to the Galaxy, too. I think Messi and potentially Neymar on a team that is owned by David Beckham, it's unbelievable. We're talking not only Neymar, who already is one of the biggest
1: names in the world of soccer, but you're talking about the greatest soccer player to ever step foot in a pitch coming to the United States, willingly coming to the United States to play soccer. I mean, he's getting a bag to do it. Oh, he will. (laughs) But it is very, very well-deserved, in my
0: opinion. He deserves it. Absolutely. Next up, we have the midfielders for the United States. We have Brendan Aronson, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Luca De La Torre, Weston McKinney, Yunus Musa, and Christian Rolden. Pat any shocks here or any great picks here for the national team? I think everybody
1: uh, in the midfield very well-deserved, uh, especially, in my opinion, uh, Wesson McKenzie for, uh, from Juentus. Uh, I think they have played very, very well this season, and that is in part because he has been playing very, very well um, overseas. I'm glad to
0: see him putting on the United States jersey, and again, another key name to keep your eye out for. Absolutely. I would also agree the midfielders are a pretty solid group this year. Lots of guys from out playing from teams out of the country, which is cool to see for the United States. And then finally we have our goal scorers, our forwards. We have Edouce Ferreria, Jordan Morris, Christian Polisic, Gio Reyna, Josh Sergent, Tim Way, and Haji Wright. There's obviously a big name in that group. Pat, what are your thoughts the on the forwards? The
1: biggest name on this roster, in my opinion, sitting right in front of our faces, Christian Pulisic. Absolutely. From even though he plays for Chelsea, gross. Again, gross. However, one it. of the greatest soccer players in the Premier League. And he, he is now
0: putting on for the United States. I hope that he is playing to his full ability because sometimes when he plays for the United States, it seems, I don't know if this is a Greg Borhalter issue or a motivation issue for Pulisic, but sometimes he seems to not be that much of a factor in these international games and the United States needs him to we be need a factor. Him
1: But if he doesn't perform well, then we have another very, very big name to keep an eye out for in Gio Regna from Borussia Dortmund. Come on, man. You're talking about Dortmund. One of the best clubs in the world. And he is going to be another big, big name to keep an eye out for in
0: this World Cup. Definitely. And then before we get into our predictions for the United States' first matchup and for the whole World Cup, I wanted to get a little bit into head coach Greg Berhalter. Greg Berhalter has gotten a lot of criticism as the head coach of the national team, taking over for Jurgen Klinsmann a few years back. I'm really not a Greg Burhalter fan, which stinks, because I was a fan when he was the head coach of the Columbus crew. I thought he was a great coach. He developed Zach Steffen very well. It's just not translating to the international level. And heading into the World Cup, his system makes me nervous. And a guy that I really respect, his name's Javier Iriart, told me one time when we were talking about Greg Burhalter. he said... Greg Berhalter doesn't understand that with a national team, with all these superstar players, he wants them to, like, fit into a system. But when you have these superstar players, you don't need a system. You don't really even have to coach them. Just let them go out there and kick the ball and score. Let them play their game. You're really just there to manage lineups and manage the team. You don't need to have them all buy into your system i think he's trying to coach this team like they're still an mls team but they're not these are the best of the best you don't have to do that you need to just let these guys play they don't need to fit your specific system now if you like i said if you're coaching an mls team or any normal team yes you are the head coach of that team it is your system and you want your team to play your way but when you have these guys coming from all over That's just simply not the case. Pat, I wanted to get your take on Coach Berhalter, and do you agree with me on that? I completely agree. Like you said, he's trying to coach this team
1: like they're your every normal day club team, and they are not. This is the United States national team where we have the best of the best playing for this team. Like you said, there's no reason that you are out there as a coach other than to manage the lineup and properly rotate subs. There's no other reason that you are out there. Stop trying to coach these guys like they are your players. They are not your players. They are the United States players. They're not just your players alone. These guys play for this country. They don't play for you. So, and like like you said, they are the best of the best. Let them play. Don't try to make up a system because they're not going to be able to learn your system in the time frame that is needed. When you introduce this many players into a brand new system, it takes time to fit into that system. That's why you don't come up with a system. That's why right. a lot of these countries, they don't have a system going in to the World Cup. They know that they have the best of the best. Why do you think England is so stellar every year? Not only do they have some of the best players in the world, but they let them play. They let them play their own brand of soccer, and right. it works very well. France, they do the exact same thing. We There's no reason in my mind, looking at our roster, that we can't be up there. And talking about you know us competing with England, with France... There's no reason that we shouldn't be up there, but we're not because of the coaching
0: decisions that are being made. Right. I think that's part of the problem with Christian Pulisic, too. He's trying to get him to play a certain way. Don't. Let him play like he does at Chelsea. Let him score goals. Let him do what he wants. He's the best player on the roster. Let him do whatever he wants. He doesn't need to play the Greg Berhalter way. He needs to play the Christian Pulisic way, and that goes for everybody on the roster. So it seems like the general consensus here is Greg Berhalter does need to make some changes in order for the United States to be successful. And what we do want to see them be successful in is their first matchup against Wales on Monday, November 21st at 2 p.m., Pat, what is your take on this matchup for the United States? I think we have
1: a cakewalk here for our first game. Um, Even though, like you said, it's the first time Wales has made it in 60 plus years, I don't see them putting up a fight with the loaded roster that we have uh, in the United States. Um, I can see us walking away with this as a 2 0
0: win. I can see that as well. I think Christian Pulisic has a great game, and I think it starts off the momentum for a great year for the U.S. and a great World Cup. Let's talk a little bit about the United States' chances to win the whole thing. Pat, you stated that you thought that they could win the entire thing. I don't know if I agree with that, but I'll let you elaborate and see if you can change my mind.
1: I do believe that we have a chance. Um, as always, though, I do have other teams picked to win it all. Um, but obviously, my national pride, I'm very proud to be a United States citizen. Um, and looking at this roster, I think that we have the best roster we've had in years. Looking at all the other World Cup rosters that we have. Um if the coaching decisions change to the correct decisions, I see no reason why, like I said, we can't be up there competing with England, with France, with the best of the best. Um, starting off week one, we play Wales. I don't think Wales is gonna put up a very big fight whatsoever. Um, kinda like you said, playing your own brand of soccer. Um, it's very important that each one of these players plays their own brand of soccer. Like we've kinda hinted at it. they're coming from some of the best leagues in the world. You've got representatives from the Premier League. You've got representatives from uh, Bundesliga. You've got representatives from some of the best teams in the MLS. Let each individual player play the brand of soccer that they have been playing all season long. Because I assure you, if you let that happen, there is no reason that we don't make it very far in this World Cup. I'm sick and tired of seeing us go home early every single World Cup. I think this is the year that it finally changes. I can see us competing, like I said, with the best of the best. I see us making it almost out of Group B at the end of the day. Now, do I think we're going to make it past England? No. Would I be very, very happy if we did? Well, obviously, yes. But I do think we have a chance to make it all the way until we play England. But then when we play England, I do see us falling a little bit short. But leading up to that, like I said, I see nothing but a path that
0: will lead us very far in this World Cup. Definitely. I definitely see the U.S. playing better this year. But I just think that winning the whole thing this year is pretty unlikely for them. Because like you said, they're not going to get past England. Hopefully they will, but I don't see them getting past England. If we get past England, realistically, I see nobody other than France stopping this team. And that's where I was going with my next comment. This is so dead seriously, France's World Cup to lose. I don't see any team really putting up a fight with them. Every team has like a really good star caliber player, but France has a whole roster of them. France... A, like we discussed,
1: they have arguably one of the greatest players in this World Cup, Kylian Mbappe, who already is one of the greatest players in the world, and he is so young, so talented. He alone can propel any country, you know, if he was from any other country, he can propel that individual country to almost win the whole thing by himself, let alone you've put him, you know, because he is French, he's on the most loaded roster in the World Cup. And he is the star player
0: on that roster, which is insane. Absolutely. So that's all we have for our USMNT talk. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Golden Ball winner. I wanted to see who your pick is for the Golden Ball. Again, for those of you who don't know, the Golden Ball is essentially the World Cup MVP trophy. Pat, I have a pretty good idea who you're going to pick, but let's hear it. Who is your Golden Ball winner for this year's world cup i hinted
1: at it a little bit earlier i will have to give it to killian mbappe
0: like you said this
1: is france's world cup to lose realistically if you take a look at all the teams in here there is not one team other than maybe england and that is a very very hard maybe that will be able to put up a fight with this french team there just isn't one in my mind that'll put up a fight hopefully uh if the united states does beat england um, and we do move on. Hopefully, we will get that chance to play France. Um, but realistically,
0: it's going to be killing Mbappe all the way. I would also say the most realistic pick is killing Mbappe. But if Argentina were to make a strong push, this is absolutely Messi's last World Cup. So I think if Argentina were to make it to that stage, politically, I would see them giving it to Messi. I would love to see Messi get one I mean. last time. Even if it's a political pick, I would love to see Messi get that pick. As would I, because, like we said, this is going to be his last World Cup, more than likely. This will be his he final kind World of Cup. I've already said that it's going to be his last one. He's the greatest soccer player ever. He deserves it. Absolutely. I really hope that it would be Messi, but logically, I think it would be Kylian Mbappe as well, especially if France ends up winning the whole thing. So let's talk about winning the whole thing. Who is your final matchup prediction in the World Cup final in Qatar down the road? So obviously, I am going
1: to have France because who wouldn't have France at this point? I mean, they are just an absolute powerhouse like no other. Truthfully, like no other. Um, obviously, like I said, I, I hope the U.S. makes it, but it is very unlikely that we do make it that far. However, I would not be opposed. Um, like I said, France, off the bat, they have it all the way. Um, and I'm going to go with the World Cup matchup being my friends from Brazil taking on the French. Brazil v. France. France comes out on top.
0: Kylian Mbappe wins the golden ball. That's a pretty good pick, Pat. You would actually stole my pick. I, really? <laughs> I did a little research, and a lot of the news outlets say that Brazil is the favorite to win the World Cup. Really? And they have a 1-in-4 chance, it says, on NewsScientist.com. is one of the sites that I took a look at. I disagree. I I think it's definitely France's World Cup to lose, but I also would agree with your matchup. I would say that we see Neymar versus Kylian Mbappe in the final. I think that game is extremely close but France just overpowers them. But I could also see it tipping Brazil's way if Neymar... Re- I assume this is probably Neymar's last World Cup, too. If it tips towards Brazil, I could see Neymar coming away with it as well. As but I'm going to take, realistically, France and Kylian Mbappe as my pick to win the whole thing. Absolutely. Like you said, it's going to
1: be a very, very close game. If I had to give a score prediction, I'd say 4-3 France. It'll be high-scoring, definitely. It will be a very high-scoring game. You're taking arguably some of the best goal scorers in the world and pitching them against each other should this be the actual outcome of the world cup final you're taking Neymar one of the best goal scorers ever pitching him against Mbappe who's already proving himself that he will be one of the greatest players of all time head to head their teammates tensions are going to be running high it's going to be
0: an all out brawl I can't wait absolutely Pat any final thoughts on the world cup in Qatar starting on Monday for starters, I can't wait to watch the United
1: States get out there and play. Like I said, I do believe that we have a chance to make one of our better runs in recent years. Um, So go USA. Uh, obviously, as always, go Arsenal. Um, I know you hate that, but... Yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely cutting that out of the podcast. Nice.
0: <laughs> I do have to say it every time, though. Go Arsenal, go USA, and more importantly than all, go Zips. Absolutely. I would also say go United States. It's going to be a great World Cup this year. Lots of star players getting into it in Qatar and of course go Zips and congratulations to Akron Zipped alumnus DeAndre Yedlin for once again making the roster it's going to be a great cup for the states you will never walk alone if you're a Liverpool fan I am a Liverpool fan Pat is not and nobody wants to hear Pat talk about Arsenal anymore, so I'm going to cut the podcast here nice and shortly before Pat reaches back over <laughs> to the microphone. Once again, I'm your host, Logan Congram, and joining me was Patrick Robert. and thank you for joining us.